0: Hello and welcome to Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that aims to redefine what it means to be an athlete by exploring how movement impacts our lives and how we can all work to reach our full potential. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And on this episode, I'm going to take some time to talk about guilt. This is something that so many of us deal with. Um, It's something that gets in our way. It's something that we struggle with struggle to rectify why it exists, we struggle to get around it, we struggle to understand how to cope with it and still move forward, reaching our goals, prioritize ourselves, prioritize our other responsibilities, and it's something I hear so often when I talk to athletes, uh, leaders, high-performance individuals, folks that are focused, driven, excited and passionate about reaching their goals, about being the best version of themselves, But guilt gets in the way, right? It's something that that shows up when we least expect it. Uh, It shows up when we don't want it to. And I want to talk today about how, one, we can understand where it comes from, and two, we can work to reframe what it looks and sounds like when it does rear its ugly head. And we do have to deal with guilt. We have to understand what it means for us. And, you know, put yourself in this situation. I'm sure so many of you listening have been there, is that you feel guilty when you try to prioritize yourself, right? So the scenario is, and this plays out in any number of different ways, but the scenario is, okay, uh, I'm going to get a work in, a workout in uh, after work. And the workday goes on, get to the time period when you would like to leave or you thought you would leave or you assumed or planned to kind of shut it down for the day and guilt creeps in, right? What if I work a little more? I should probably stay later. I should probably stick around and finish that one extra task. I should probably make this one extra phone call. I should probably do something else to validate my time here to increase my perceived value. Same thing with family. Right, I'm gonna wake up in the morning, uh, I'm gonna go for a walk, I'm gonna get a workout in, I'm gonna stretch, I'm gonna do mobility work. Whatever it is, you wake up, you feel guilty, right? I should spend this time with my family. I should um, prep my family for the day, I should, you know, help my kids get dressed, whatever the thing is, there's guilt there, right? The perceived value of our time goes down because the perceived value of the other thing seems higher, right, and that inconsistency, that tipping of the scales creates that guilt. And again, that scenario can look and sound like anything you want it to, but I'm sure that you've been there, right? We all have. I wanna prioritize myself, I have my own goals. I have things that mean a lot to me that are gonna help me be the best version of myself. And yet, why can't I show up for them? Why do I put myself at the bottom of my to-do list? Why do I let guilt get the better of me when I know this is something I care deeply about? I know it's important for my mental, physical, emotional health. I know it's gonna support my goals. I know it's gonna allow me to show up better for those around me in all these areas of my life, but I'm guilty, right? And so with that guilt comes the prioritization of other things in our life, right? We slide down to the bottom of our own to-do list. We feel like we should be doing something else, right? I'll I'll put should in quotation marks. Yes, okay, but I should be doing this, I should be doing this other thing. I should be spending more time at work I should be spending more time with family I should be being more productive whatever that narrative looks and sounds like in your own life um, the list goes on and on and you know the fact that it feels selfish to put our own needs and our goals first and this is really what stops so many people from reaching their goals and reaching their full potential is is that there's we feel that there's all these obstacles, there's these barriers, there's these, while some of them are very real, certainly they're our responsibilities to others, um, to our jobs, our careers, um, areas that we've uh, committed to, those are very real. However, they don't have to be barriers and so often the things that we say are barriers, um, we create ourselves, right? They're not actually real barriers, they're, it's a, it's a mental construct. Right, it's a, it's a barrier that we've created in our own minds because of this guilt, right, which is my point. That the guilt is really the primary driver that puts us in this tailspin, that creates this negative feedback loop that continues to perpetuate the scenario of we can't show up for ourselves, or right? we don't show up for ourselves. We slide to the bottom of our to-do list. However, we want to package that and brand it, the outcome is the same. Is that we don't do what we know we want to do, what we know we need to do, to be the best version of ourselves because we feel guilty and we feel like we are supposed to be doing something else. Again, or should be doing something else, to put that should in quotation marks. And the guilt is really what perpetuates that classic narrative. I don't have time. Right? We've all said that. Right? And so many people that I talk to, athletes, leaders, entrepreneurs, um, whoever that person is, that's, that's, the, that's the phrase. Right? What's keeping you from accomplishing your goals? What's keeping you from reaching your full potential, from achieving the level of fitness that you want, from maintaining the consistency of exercise that you want, insert whatever it is, I don't have time. Right? And while the, while there certainly might be constraints on your time, um, so many people are busier than ever. It's something we talk a lot about in this podcast. It's certainly something that resonates with me um, as I continue to get busier and busier and explore other opportunities, engage in lots of different areas in life. I understand what it's like to be busy. However, that is really not the reason, right? That's not the thing that's keeping you. That is the outcome of that internal narrative, that dialogue, the the guilt and the stress associated with that, that is bogging you down, creating that tailspin, that negative feedback loop, and is ultimately being condensed into the phrase, I'm too busy. And again, not to demean the demands on our schedule, but I want to, to, again, unpack why this is happening, right? Why do we arrive At this place, why do we ultimately get to a place where the answer is I'm too busy, right? I think guilt is a primary driver there. So we're going to spend some time today understanding where that guilt comes from, why it exists, how we can reframe it, um, so that we can we can understand that 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 might not be really what um, what's stopping us. Right, or that we can we can sidestep that guilt. We can give it we can give it a name. We can acknowledge it. We can understand that it's there, but we don't we don't have to let it spin us out. We certainly don't have to let it keep us from from stopping our goals. So, um, before we dive in, as always, thomasendurancecoaching.com. We would love. Chat with anyone who's struggling with this. Again, this is such a pervasive narrative in um, in the lives of athletes, right? In the lives of individuals who want to prioritize themselves, their physical and mental health. Um, as I've said before, and I'll say again, you know, we exist at TEC to help individuals prioritize themselves in whatever way works best for them, right? So if you don't identify as an endurance athlete, you don't see yourself as the kind of quote-unquote classic athlete, that's fine, right? We're here to help you show up to be the best version of yourself, and part of that is prioritizing your overall health and wellness with a consistent movement practice. So if you're an individual or someone who has found themselves in this narrative, stuck in this place before, right, you feel guilty for putting yourself first, you're unable to show up for yourself, you're using the I don't have time um, phrase more often than you would like, please reach out to us. Again, that's thomasendurancecoaching.com. You can click the button in the top right corner. Uh, We always offer free consultation calls to anyone interested in speaking with a coach about how we can help you get out of this rut, reprioritize your life, uh, provide you with the skills, tools, resources, and relationships that you need to navigate around uh, these pitfalls and get to a place where you're showing up for yourself and feeling confident, happy, strong, um, and able to tackle whatever it is you want to do in whatever area of life you want to do it. So please reach out if we can help. We're here to be a resource. um, And um, again, we're always there to talk with anyone, no matter where you see yourself in terms of your athletic identity. If you're like me, you know how important it is to fuel your activities and ensure you're recovering properly in between workouts. That's where the Amino Company comes in. With their products, Heal and Perform, I'm able to access sustained energy and increased power output during my workouts, as well as recover faster and more efficiently. I use Heal for recovery. It's a 100% science-backed formula that was originally developed for astronauts to maintain muscle mass in space. Taking HEAL after my training has allowed me to increase my recovery and decrease soreness, making my body feel stronger and healthier overall. This patented, science-backed amino acid blend is designed to replenish your sore muscles after tough workouts. Heal's great for post-workout nutrition and is scientifically more than three times more efficient at triggering muscle growth and repair than any other protein source. PERFORM is my go-to for before and during training sessions. PERFORM has been scientifically proven to improve muscle performance, reduce fatigue and recovery times, and increase the benefits from your workouts. PERFORM is formulated to minimize muscle breakdown during exercise and maximize muscle growth after exercise. Since taking PERFORM, I've seen increases in my maximal strength in the gym as well as feel the benefits during endurance training. It provides sustained and lasting energy throughout my day without any crash or harmful side effects. I've been using Perform and Heal from The Amino Company daily and I've seen huge improvements in both my performance and recovery. As a business owner and athlete, I'm beyond excited to have found something that helps me get the most out of my training and recovery so that I can maximize my precious training time. So right now, When you visit aminoco.com backslash EM30 and use the discount code EM30 at checkout, you get 30% off. So if you're looking to take your recovery to the next level and try science-backed products designed to boost your performance by up to three times, then visit aminoco.com backslash EM30 and use the discount code EM30, that's EM30 at checkout, to get thirty percent off, plus a free gift with purchase, that's amino.co.com/em30. Use offer code EM30 at checkout. Let's get started with talking about guilt. So we want to reframe guilt, right? And I think we often think that if we do more, we're providing more value. So, let's look at some of the the underlying reasons why this guilt might be presenting itself in the first place so, this this is a common um, a common situation that so many people find themselves in. Again, I mentioned earlier, we feel like we should be doing more. right? We've put doing more on a pedestal, right in our Um, in our lives, in the modern workplace so often. Um, It's not about quality. It's about more, right? Can I work more hours? Can I check more things off of my to-do list? Can um, Can I make more phone calls? Can I, you know, whatever the task is, we prioritize more and we value more over doing some things really, really well. So, that might very well be a fact of life, right? Some of us, because of workplace culture, because of any number of, of situations and scenarios, more might be something that we're, we're really dealing with. So with that in mind, we often think that if we do more, we provide more value, right? If I work more hours at work, well, I must be, I must be doing a better job, right? They must value me more. I must be able to stand out if I'm doing more. Um, if I, if I spend more time with my family, they're, they're going to love me more, right? I'm going to provide more value to my family. I'm going to give more. I'm going to be able to have more of an impact, whatever that, that language is. Um, you know, if I commit to more, or if I say yes to more things, then does that make me a better person, right? Do I have more value in the world? Um, that's up for debate, right? But what's important is that more does not equal more value, right? There's a point of diminishing returns because what happens is when the scale tips in the wrong direction, on the other side of that is burnout <clears throat> is a, is a feeling that um, this feeling of apathy, right? You're no longer interested and excited. In the things that you've committed to, the things that you're pursuing, the things that you're showing up for, right? We see this a lot in the workplace. Um, See it certainly a lot in in overcommitted individuals as well. Talked about this before on the show, but this kind of frenetic energy, right? We're running around from thing to thing, never quite feeling like we're accomplishing what we want because we're overcommitted, right? So often those individuals who have that energy, who bring that energy to the table, um, they, um, they're not feeling like they're, they're really accomplishing anything, right? They're feeling like they're burnout, like they're overworked, they're overcommitted, right? So maybe that's you or you certainly know someone like that. These people that are just, you know, always <clears throat> bringing that, pati- that particular energy to interactions, to conversations, um, never feeling like they can get enough done. Um, that's, that's so often this, this type of person, right? They're so often struggling with this. Okay, if I do more, then I am more. I'm providing more value. But again, it's a point of diminishing returns. If we, if we tip the scale too far in the wrong direction, then just on the other side of that is burnout, overwork, um, you know, high degrees of stress. The list goes on. And what we really need to understand is that At that point, you are a liability and not an asset. So we take the workplace environment. If you're too far in that direction, if you're overcommitted, overworked, overstressed, you are not bringing the best version of yourself to that environment, right? Your workplace needs you to be the best version of yourself. They need you to be energized, clear, concise. Excited, hopefully, right? If you have the opportunity to be in a workplace environment that you can actually sink your teeth into and actually find some areas where you're passionate about, your workplace needs that from you. So if you're too far in the other direction, you're not providing the best version of yourself, you're not doing the best work. To boil it down, you are a liability and not an asset, right? The same, we, could, we could say the same thing in any area of life if you're not bringing the best version of yourself to that interaction, to those relationships, to that work, then that's not the person that those individuals want. Right? It's not the person your family wants, it's not the person that your job wants, your staff, employees, boss, whomever that is. I guarantee you that's not who they want. Even if they say that's what they want, right? If that's the culture that more, more is more is more, I promise you, they still don't want that, right? You're not showing up as the best version of yourself. You're not doing the best that you can because you're not taking care of yourself. So again, we're going to, we're going to pull this back. We'll we'll, we'll, um, draw a line back to guilt, right? If guilt is the primary driver that says, okay, I should be doing more where I should be more productive, I should be working more hours, I should be spending more time with my family, then you can see how that, that, that can be a, a quick trip or a quick path to a downward spiral because the line there is very thin and the scales tip very quickly. So we need to watch out for that, and, and we need to make sure that we don't fall into that guilt trap so that we get stuck in the narrative of, okay, well, if I do more, I am more. Or if I do more, I'm providing more value. That is categorically false at a certain point. Right now, work hard, spend time with family, right? Engage in a way that is, that is deep and meaningful, right? So I'm not saying half asset. But again, it's a very thin line. The margins are small. And so when that scale tips, you are no longer the best version of yourself. Again, you are a liability and not an asset. That is not what anyone needs. And at that point, doing more does not produce more. Right? It does not produce more meaningful relationships. It doesn't produce better work. It doesn't even necessarily produce more work. You might just be spinning your wheels um, sitting in your office because you feel like you should be there, not because you're being productive. So again, you can see how too, that also equals time, right? When we're in that space, when we're doing more, it takes more of our time. So when we say, I don't have time to show up for myself, I don't have time to commit to my goals, this is probably one area we could work to adjust, right? Because that guilt has created that spiral that's taking more of our time, Is that time leading itself or is that time producing the results that we want? If not, let's get some of that time back and prioritize ourselves, right? So another area is, is to understand where guilt is coming from. So there's also a foundational root cause here that we need to at least understand, and you need to at least give some credence to. Because if you don't value yourself, others won't value you either. Right? Our perceived value, or the value that others have of, have of us, is really only as strong as the value that we ascribe to ourselves. Right? Think about an individual, right, that you, an example of this that you might know in the world. Someone who, um, and we could use, you know, people that are popular, you know, and, 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 um, whether it's, you know, the mentors, the, the, um, the speakers that you see on Instagram, right? Wherever this is, let's just think of someone who has very high self-worth, right? They value themselves a lot, right? It's the motivational speaker. Um, it's the, the fitness Individual who shows up for themselves and you know is is working out every day and is committed to living that life, we we ascribe a high value to them, right? Because they they have a high value of themselves, right? And if we see someone who who isn't showing up for themselves, who's struggling, it's only natural that right our our perception of that individual is going to change. And the value that we ascribe to them might change along with that. Now, it's not to say they don't have value or they're not worth value. But again, the point being is that if you don't have value for yourself, right? if you don't understand or believe that you are worth that time, if you're worth showing up for, then those around you are going to struggle to believe that as well. right? So you're going to see that in the workplace. You're going to see that in your family. You're going to see that in other relationships. Um, and so what if we work to understand what the root cause of this is, right? What causes you to feel like you're not worthy of taking care of your mental, mental, physical and emotional health, right? When you're sitting there at your desk and you feel like you should be working longer instead of taking that time away to go to the gym or go for a run or go for a walk or just take time for yourself, right? Self-care, create a little space in your day to find some presence. Um, what, where does that come from? Right? Why do you feel that way? Right? It could be pressure from work, pressure from home. Um, it could be pressure that we put on ourselves, right? Again, there could be a, a value proposition discrepancy right? Is that where we feel like our value comes from? I can tell you from experience that that is a broken narrative, something that I struggle with myself, right? That believing that my ability to work hard is where my value comes from. My ability to outwork, I'll use quotations, everyone else is what makes me good at my job. It's what makes me a good athlete. It's what's what's make- right? My ability just to show up and do work. And as soon as I reframed that, as soon as I understood that my value and my worth were not linked to my ability to work harder than everyone else, I immediately saw success both in an athletic realm as well as a career realm that I would have never seen before had I just continued to to drive myself into the ground. Right, I use myself as an example just to paint the picture of the fact that there's an opportunity to reframe the narrative and that understanding the root cause of why you're doing this, why you exhibit these behaviors can be really important and a really pivotal uh, step in shifting and reframing this narrative. So when you are feeling guilty, where is that guilt coming from? Take a second to pause, right? When you... Want to show up for yourself, and you think, Well, instead of doing that, I should do this. Why is that happening? Where is it coming from? What's creating that guilt? Is it another relationship in your life, right? Is someone else putting that guilt on you? Um, this is it the fact that you feel like you're faltering in some areas, oftentimes? I see this show up when we feel like we're trying to catch up, right? I'm not being the leader that I want to be. Uh, I'm not showing up as the parent that I want to be. I'm not showing up as the partner that I want to be. So if I do more, I can make up for that fact, right? If I just show up more, well, maybe that'll make it better, right? And certainly being present is, is part of fostering strong relationships and doing good work and, and all these things. So. I'm not advocating for the fact that it's not part of the solution, but again, when that, tail, when that scale tips too far in one direction, we get into that tailspin. So again, doing more does not necessarily create more value. And so just ask yourself where that's coming from. I think that's a really good practice to sit with that for a second and just understand, why do I feel this way? What's driving this emotion, right? And it's important to remember that guilt is an emotion. We've talked a lot about the difference between uh, emotions and, and, and real skills. Um, guilt is, is an emotion. It, it can be overcome. It will pass. You can sidestep it, right? It doesn't have to control you. And so if you've been in that position or the next time you're in that position, which I think we can all get there, right? My, my goal is not to, or it's probably not a realistic goal to, to totally get rid of this, right? I think partly it's the human condition, right? We're always in this kind of push and pull. However, understanding that we can overcome that is a really important part of that narrative, right? That the guilt doesn't have to win. So it's not that we totally get rid of that emotion, is that we understand its place, we know where it comes from, and we know that it doesn't have to to be the primary driver. So think about, or try to get to the root cause of where that guilt comes from, and then why do you feel like you're not worthy of taking care of your mental, physical, and emotional health? Because that's really what you're telling yourself. When you make a decision that doesn't prioritize those things, you're telling yourself, that you're not worth that. You're not worth that time. You're not worth that energy, that commitment. And that's a really damning thing. It's really damaging to lean into that internal dialogue enough where it becomes the truth in our own minds. So let's work to sidestep that. Think about the root cause. And then understand that you are worth that time. Because at the end of the day, that's your primary responsibility, right? You have to take care of yourself so that you can go out in the world and do the shit you want to do and take care of others. So the last area is talking about excuses. Right now, I'm careful when I use the word excuse. I don't want it to be... um, I don't want it to be the classic, hard charging narrative that we hear and is so pervasive. Um, oftentimes related to fitness and discipline, which is, you know, your excuses are um, aren't real, right? Your excuses aren't, um, you know, they're they're, their constructs, right? I understand that that it is challenging. I understand it's hard, right? And that there are things that come up in life that do derail us. And And it might very well be an excuse that is valid. So I'm careful to walk the line between and just make the distinction between the fact that the language we use to describe these scenarios that play out, that keep us from our goals, Is really important, and the tone in which we describe these things is important as well, right? Because I'm not, I'm not the individual. While I think the discipline and and drive and and commitment to yourself is massively important, and I think that's something truly that everyone can do, I'm also not going to be the person that sits here and says "fuck your excuses," right? Because I don't think that's necessarily productive either. I think there's a balance. So I, I, I wanted to just kind of lay the groundwork there because I, I am careful with the language and the tone in which we describe these things because I understand it's, it, they're, they're very real, right? And, and to, to rewrite this narrative, to change this dialogue, takes, takes real effort. And so it's not just as easy as saying like, okay, done, right? Screw my excuses. Um, there are things that come up in life, and it's challenging. But I do think that we can, we can change. And so that's where I want to go. And that's, of course, you know, the goal of this podcast in general is to, is to really provide actionable guidance to help you rewrite that story and rewrite some of the things that are, might be tripping you up. So the excuses that you're using are actually the exact reason That you have to put yourself first. I'm going to say that again. The excuses that you're using are actually the exact reason that you have to put yourself first. Let's think about these excuses. Right? Um, And again, excuse, sub in, real world shit that comes up. Right, again, I get it. It doesn't mean that it's BS, but it is the thing that's stopping you. So in that sense of the word, it is an excuse. It's the reason that we're not prioritizing ourselves. It's the reason that we say we're too busy. It's the reason that we let guilt take the reins. So the three primary areas where these excuses come from are as follows. Family, job, other responsibilities. When, we, when something comes up, when we say that we can't prioritize ourselves and we feel like we're not worth or worthy of valuing our mental, physical, and emotional health, it is almost always coming from these three areas. Family, job, other responsibilities. And so I want to highlight why those three things are actually the exact reason that you have to show up for yourself. Because if you don't, those three areas will suffer. Let's start with family. Right? What better way to show up for your family than to be a good example of what it looks like to prioritize yourself? What it looks like to believe in yourself enough to show up for yourself, to believe that you're worthy of prioritizing your mental, physical, and emotional health. What better example for your family than to be that person, right? What better way to spend time with your family than to have the energy and mindset and Ability to share experiences with your family that will last a lifetime. Right? If you don't show up for yourself, if your cup is not full, we can talk about this through the physical lens, right? If you don't have a body that can support those experiences, if you don't have a mind that can support those experiences, if you're not emotionally in a place to support those experiences, then you can't can't share them with your family. Right? And I'm not talking about extravagant things. I'm not talking about grand vacations. I'm talking about anything that you do with your family that makes memories. Wouldn't it be best to show up as the best version of yourself? Right? Wouldn't it be best, again, to have the energy to be fully present for those experiences, to make those memories? Wouldn't it be best to have the mental clarity and the emotional strength to be fully present for those experiences and really give into them and share those experiences with your family, right? Whatever they are, meals, right? Meals at home, um, taking your kids to school, right? Going to the park. Again, it doesn't have to be extravagant. Everyday things, but if you're not showing up for yourself, if your cup is not full, those experiences suffer. You don't have the energy to make breakfast in the morning. You don't have the energy to share a meal in the evening with your family. Right? You don't have a body that supports the ability, your ability to move through the day with energy that's sustained enough for you to continue to be present for those relationships uh, that matter most to you. So first and foremost, if family is the thing, right? that's so often, that's the excuse, you owe it to them to show up for yourself. Because that's the only way that you're gonna get the most out of that experience with your family. Next is your job, right? It's a mix between family and job in terms of the winner for most popular excuse. So I'm busy at work, I don't have time. Um, I love working with high achievers on the athlete side. I love working with people that are driven in all areas of their life, right? And it only stands to reason that if you're driven athletically, so often you're driven from a career perspective as well, right? Because again, those things support one another. You can't show up for yourself and it not impact other areas of your life. So if you're working to reach your full potential physically, you're probably going to be working to reach your full potential in the career space as well. Of course, that's, that's a broad stroke. But in my experience and people that I love to work with, that's so often Um, A link that is there. But again, are you an asset or a liability? Your job wants you and needs you to show up as the best version of yourself. If you are burnout, overworked, overstressed, what does that do? You're not thinking clearly, right? You're You're not communicating effectively. You're not, um, you're not bringing your best emotional strengths, right? So maybe you're impatient. Maybe you're quick to be angry. Maybe your problem resolution is not as sharp as it should be. So your interpersonal skills suffer if you're tired, if you're burned out, if you want to be doing something else for yourself, but you're not letting yourself do it. Right so your job wants you to be energized, strong, clear-headed, assertive when the time is right. All those things come when you've put yourself first. Right? When you're not burning the candle at both ends, so to speak. When you're not taking that extra phone call, sending that extra email, sitting in your office because you feel like you should be, do it because you want to be there. Do it because you've already filled your cup, right? Talk about this before. Um, It's just like on an airplane. Put your own mask on first before you put others' mask on, right? You got to take care of yourself before you take care of others. This has never been more true than in the workplace setting, right? Your job doesn't want the burnt out, tired, overworked, overstressed version of you. They want the sharpest, clearest, strongest version of yourself so that you can have the impact in the workplace that you were hired to have, right? This is especially true if you're in a position of leadership, which most of us are, right? Even if you're not the head of a company, I would argue that we're all in a leadership role uh, in our own lives and in with those relationships around us. So if you're using job as an excuse, That's that's you have to change that narrative because, plain and simple, you're not doing the job that you're supposed to be doing if you're not putting yourself first. And next, responsibilities, right? So, again, family, job, responsibilities, those are the three areas that typically are the theme when it comes to the excuses of us not putting ourselves first. So, in order to be responsible in order to manage your responsibilities. And those could be anything, right? Certainly family and job are part of that, but it could be any number of things, right? It's all the other places you show up in your life. It's all the other things that are required of you. One of your responsibilities, I'll add, is to show up for yourself, right? It's to prioritize your health and your wellness. But that doesn't really make the list a lot of times. So whatever those other things are, whomever or whatever is left, when we have family job, it's those other responsibilities, um, what in order to be responsible, you have to be you have to have presence of mind, and you have to be able to make decisions that support your overall well-being. Right? So you can't. You can't show up for these things. You can't be responsible. You can't manage your responsibilities if you're frazzled, if you're burned out. Again, I'll, I'll go back to that kind of frenetic energy that I talked about earlier that is often present with these, these individuals that are struggling to prioritize these things. Right? Bouncing from thing to thing to thing. The to-do list keeps getting longer and longer. Not enough time of the day, so they say. And what happens? we don't show up for these responsibilities completely or fully right or we push them down the line or we um right come up with some other solution that doesn't really support our overall well-being it might not support the other individuals that are a part of that responsibility the relationships that are involved whatever it is um you have to be the best version of yourself right and so again when you use these excuses, my family, my job, I have lots on my plate, that's right? another way responsibilities can sound. got a lot on my plate right now. Okay, great. If that's the case, there's never been a better time to prioritize yourself. Right? The busier you are, the more you have on your plate, the more you better get to work Putting yourself first. Because if not, the bridge will crumble. Right? The foundation is not there. You are the foundation. And if it's not strong, the job, the family, the responsibilities, all will crumble under a weak foundation. So, again, just to reiterate those excuses that you're using, that we all use, I've done it too. Right, I can't. i got to work. Uh, I can't. Family. Uh, i got a lot on my plate. Right? I've been there. I continue to be there. The difference is that I'm able to reroute. I'm able to understand that that's actually not the excuse because, again, the excuses you're using are actually the exact reason that you have to put yourself first. Right? The busier I am, the more I work to show up for myself because I have to. I can't be in these other places. I can't be fully present. I can't give my all. I can't show up if I'm not showing up for myself. And so let's work to understand the role that guilt plays. Again, these areas that I've highlighted really all tie back to guilt, right? It's that very foundational piece of I should be doing x instead of showing up for myself. Right? I should be going to my job, should be with my family, should be with these other responsibilities. I don't have the time, and if I make the time I'm going to feel guilty. Right? So it all comes back to guilt. So work to change that narrative, work to change what it sounds like when you're in that place. Right? And hopefully I was able to highlight some things that help you see a a path through that guilt, help you see a way around that to say, yeah, you know what? I do feel this way. However, I know that that's actually not, it's not true, right? It doesn't support my goals. It doesn't support my need to fully show up in these other areas of my life that I've told myself are actually holding me back. So guilt is a very, very powerful emotion. And it's one that really, really can bring so many people down because it creates this negative feedback loop, this tailspin, the spiral that says, okay, well, I feel guilty for this. And then it quickly turns to, I'm not, I don't deserve this time. I'm not worthy of showing up for myself. And it can drag us down really quickly. So I want to highlight why that emotion is so powerful in the ways we can reframe how we think about it so that we can hopefully sidestep or reroute when we have those feelings and understand that our real responsibility is to first and foremost prioritize ourselves. Because at its root, at the core, that's what allows us to show up for others. So again, um, please, if we can help you at all, reframe this narrative. If you've struggled with this, if you continue to struggle with it, if you're having tr- trouble finding a way out of, I don't have time, um, or I'm not worthy of this time, please reach out to us. Again, thomasendurancecoaching.com. Our coaching staff is incredible and well-versed in helping individuals understand what it looks and feel, feels like to put themselves first and highlighting how that actually is the highest and best use of your time and allows you to go out in the world and do the things you want and need to do in a way that's in alignment with your goals. So, if we can be a part of that journey with you, no matter where you're at uh, in terms of your athletic identity, uh, even if you don't see yourself as an athlete, we'd love to be a part of that conversation and helping you develop the skills, tools, resources, and relationships you need um, to change that narrative. So again, that's thomasendurancecoaching.com. Click the button in the top right corner to speak with a coach. Uh, as always, thank you so much. I'm grateful for all you, uh, for everyone's time. See you next time on Endurance Minded.